Hi, everyone. I'm Rudy Pamantuan, president of the Nevada Republican Club, and thank you for joining us for our limited online series, Election 2022, Meet the Candidates. I'm really excited about this episode because we have a very dear friend of mine, Tina Brown, who's running for state Senate. Uh, I'm really excited about her candidacy. So, Tina, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Rudy. So, Tina, you you were were you born and raised in Nevada? Give me a little of your your background so that viewers okay. have a better understanding of who you are. Uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I graduated from UNLV, and I do residential real estate. That's awesome. And so you so you went to where did you go to high school? I went to Durango the first year it opened, and went back to Valley where all my friends were the next year. So I, I apologize if I'm dating you. I mean, it's no, <laughs> right. It's, it's no, I'm good. <laughs> it's good because I think there's some folks that don't know that when it, when it comes to Nevada, I mean, you were, you were raised here. So you, you've seen all the changes. Yeah. I, people think it's unique because my husband was also born and raised here. Uh, all of our daughters were born here. I attended Clark County school district my whole life. And the city has grown so much. I believe when I was in elementary school, there were 350,000 people here. That's it? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And yes. it's grown like 10 times, right? Or close to 10 times. Yeah. I remember when I was in sixth grade, the Excalibur was being built. And that was such a grand game changer for the strip, yeah. in my eyes anyways, as a kid. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that that you've seen all the changes. I mean, I just moved yeah. here seven years ago, and in the seven years, I've I've noticed a lot of change. So I can't imagine what it's like having grown up here and seeing seeing all the change. Now you have three daughters, right? I do. Yes. And, and one one is she's out opening her own small business, and then you've got two high schoolers. How has it been raising your kids? And I'm sure seeing the challenges for them has been one component as to why you're running. So I've always loved Las Vegas. I love Nevada. I feel that there's so much opportunity for anybody here at any point in your life, uh, whether you're going to school or starting out, you can get a great hotel resorts job to carry you through um, your education. So I do believe there's a lot of opportunity here, but I attended CCSD and I know the challenges that the students and the teachers face. And when I had my first daughter, I decided she was not going to go through the public school system because I didn't feel it was the best. I was able to put her through private school, and it was a, somewhat of a challenge, but I had one child. Uh, at, as soon as we had more children, I had twins. My oldest daughter was 12. My husband asked me if we could send them to the public school down the street. Let's think about it. it it's a lot less expensive. And at the time, so, did, did, were you in real estate or did you, were you guys in your small business? How, give it, give, okay. give us the, what, so, where, where were you guys at as a family? So I had stopped working uh, in real estate when my oldest daughter was about nine years old. I, we decided that I would stay home. We would start a larger family. So my husband was running his small business that he's had for over 20 years and I stayed wow. home and did his payroll and helped him with his business and raised the kids. But like I said, when I it was 
when my twins were ready to go to school, we, we had to look at our finances and my oldest daughter was going to go to college. So we decided we would send the twins to public school down the street. And by October, I was already fighting with the school about mm-hmm. where they placed my kids. There was 75 kids in PE. It just didn't feel right. And I was fortunate that I could pull them back out of uh, public school and put them in private school. But we definitely felt this strain. I went back to work because of that. I, instead of going back into real estate, decided I would get my substitute license. And I became a teacher assistant uh, at Faith I did not Lutheran. know that. That's yeah, amazing. I did. Yes. So I, that lasted about a year. God bless teachers. I mean, it's a tough job. It's, they expect you, the kids expect you to be there. Everybody's counting on you. Um, I did get my real estate license that year also back and went back into real estate the next year. Yeah. But that was a good lesson for me. And I know we needed another income to put our kids through private school. We then took the kids out of private school and put them into a charter school. And I was so happy that we had the opportunity to have another option and my kids and did you really, see a big difference my kids excelled so much at the charter school I, I loved the private school that was great but my kids it was a hybrid program it was a homeschool program and they figure skated so they were able to do what they loved and still maintained straight a's that's awesome so yeah you were lucky so, so did they, you, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Yeah. This is a great story because it, it sounds so, like, it sounds like there were a lot of great options that were available because I mean, it's some folks look at schools as a one size fits all, but obviously with the lifestyle, you know, your kids figure skating and, and, and different social needs and curriculum needs. It sounds like you found a great option. Yes. And what my girls went to Odyssey and what I, is interesting about that school. It's not a beautiful campus. It's actually in a strip mall. And they tested into high school with scholars and honors. So I know there was something that school was doing right. It didn't have the most beautiful campus, but they had 14 kids in their classroom and people cared. I think we agree. It's, It's every kid has great potential. It's just a matter of getting them in the right environment, right? And I think that's right. where I know you're big into education, freedom, and school choice. So it's, it's, there's definitely, there needs to be options for parents and families. Yes. I mean, just as a parent, and now uh, that I have the opportunity to maybe serve the state, I would love to be able to uh, fight for that for other families. So between just the challenges of small businesses, you know, running a small business and, you know, what you had to deal with as a parent dealing with the school system here, do you, were those some of the reasons why you got involved in politics? I know you've been involved. I know you've, you've volunteered and you support candidates in the past. You know, wh- where did you, where was the starting point of your engagement in politics? I think for me, I was always a good student and I cared about my education and I saw as a young student how the schools were overcrowded and they couldn't retain teachers and I I just felt that as a a kid and a high schooler. I think for me, I just am civic minded. I care about our community 
so I've just always uh, tried to volunteer where I could and definitely um, volunteer for candidates to get elected. And then I became the president of Spring Mountain Republican Women's Club. And I think that really set me off. I was the right age. My kids were the right age. And I was able to get out in the community more. And I just truly loved it. I, I think that getting the right people elected and making sure you know who your state leaders are is a top priority. Really important. I mean, especially after the pandemic, right? I mean, it's it was the the unfair uh, shutdowns and restrictions that that hurt a lot of small businesses and, and definitely hurt a lot of kids because you know, they were forced to fail distance learning and now there's a learning gap. So where, where, what, how did that decision-making process go? I mean, you went from being a volunteer for good campaigns and getting more involved with the issues. What, what was, what was that street that was crossed, if you will, that made mm-hmm. you decide to want to run for state Senate? Well, you were actually there the day that I was approached to run. It seemed like a huge mountain to climb. I didn't know if I was ready, but I went home and I looked at my opponent and what she stood for. I looked at the direction of the state and I felt that I could bring balance back to Nevada and especially District 9. Absolutely. That's great. The the So let's talk about a little bit about the incumbent. What, I mean, what are some of the things that you've seen uh, with the incumbent's performance or or what they support that you felt went against the grain of the district that, that helped compel you to run? So a bill was passed giving citations instead of arrests. And I know that my opponent was uh, an advocate for that bill. Uh, she was also one of the... Uh, district attorneys that was named in the NPRI lawsuit where she had two positions of power and it goes against our constitution. I know that many people have told me that she was very into the pronouns when Mm -hmm. she got up to the legislature and she broke her own rules at times, but was making everybody else say the proper pronouns, but then would break them. And it just felt that she had a social agenda, social national agenda, and not a Nevada agenda. And as a business owner, as a parent coming out of the pandemic, that that's scary. We need to focus on our businesses, our kids, and not worry about what's going on nationally and socially. Absolutely. Do you find that when you're, and, and I'll tell you, I, I follow you on social media, you're out every day knocking on doors. And I think mm-hmm. that's what voters want to see. So when you knock on doors, what what are the residents telling you? Most people, when I ask them what is their hot topic, what are they worried about? Most people are worried about their taxes being raised and the gas in their car. That's really what I hear when people actually want to engage. And have they heard from their legislatures or legislators or or any of their elected officials that they that from previous? Uh, a lot of times people say I'm the first person that's ever come to their door. Some really? families, yes. Wow. And some families are so cute. They'll come out and take a picture with me. They're, they're just so happy that somebody's there. I mean, I've definitely had the phone calls where people were mad and cursing at me for which side of the aisle I'm on, but I took that as an opportunity to listen. And I think most people just want to be listened to. 
I think especially after the last couple of years, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. I think people understand that not one person, whether they're elected or not, have all the answers to solve their problems, right? But right. I think what people need is just knowing full well that their elected leaders are willing to listen to what they have to say really makes a big difference. Yes. And so there's a lot of small businesses in your district. Um, in in your discussions with other small business owners, how are they doing? I mean, the media talks about and the White House talks about how the economy is doing so well. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing that that small businesses are doing well here in Nevada? So as a small business owner, we are staying steady with business. But like I was telling you earlier, the sandwich shop uh, owner that we just had lunch right before this interview, inflation is killing people. You know, he spoke about how he's meeting his numbers and what he projected, but he didn't, uh, he didn't add inflation to that. So I just got a notice uh, yesterday, I'm sure everyone else did too, that their energy bill is going to be going up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all of that adds up and it's hard to shuffle money around with utilities and rent. I, I think that is going to be the next thing that really hits us hard. And I know inflation's here, but I don't think it's really even hit hard yet. Yeah, I would agree. I just I just read uh, a couple days ago, you know, the reports of nationally how inflation has increased and that Nevada actually is double the national average. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that some of these small businesses, especially food establishments, you go in, you look at their menu, the prices on their menu are the same prices pre-pandemic. How are they able to charge the same when the costs have gone mm-hmm. up? So it's it's definitely a big concern. So small businesses, what about crime? Is crime a big issue in your district? So crime is an issue everywhere right now, especially as a small business owner. I think being making sure that safety is under control is actually being pro-business for retailers, them, uh, them, I say our legislatures, legislators raising the felony price on uh, shoplifting from $650 to $1,200 really affects small business. Um, you know, that's most people's payroll for the day, the rent for the day, you know, when you prorate energy, your power bill. So for me, that's a slap in the face as a, a business owner. And, you know, you have repeat offenders. It, it's just becoming more dangerous for everybody and costing small business owners more money out of their own pockets. So Sorry, go ahead. No, so so oh. so there's a lot of excitement for you, and your campaign is very high profile. Um, obviously, it's a high profile seat because both parties are looking at it. For the Democrats, it's a must mm-hmm. hold. For the Republicans, this is a great opportunity to pick up another seat in the road of capturing the majority. Um, once you're elected, what are some of the things you really want to focus on? Definitely. Uh, Securing our elections, I think that that is a top priority, and that seems so easy and doable right away. I know there's already a bill being uh, put forward for voter ID. I think we need to get rid of mail-in ballots. Uh, you know, ballot harvesting should be illegal again, and I definitely want to champion education. I we we need school choice. That's just a no-brainer. Being 50th in this, the country is just not acceptable. When you, I have three daughters, it just doesn't seem fair to our kids. 
Public safety, I definitely think we need to prioritize that. We're all feeling that, especially after the pandemic. People want to feel safe in their homes. You want to feel safe when you're going to the grocery store. And our police officers deserve that as well. They deserve every tool they can, uh, which protects them, trains them to keep us safe. And keeping taxes low uh, as a citizen and a small business owner, uh, I know everyone says it, Rudy, keeping cutting taxes and regulations, but that really affects everyone's bottom line. Yeah. Now, so your district, can you, what are the, what are the geographical boundaries for our listeners or watchers? So it's Summit Club, which is in between Desert Inn and Tropicana, I believe. That's the main street on the west side. Some of Siena, half of Siena, they broke that up. South Summerlin to Blue Diamond, down Durango and Spanish Trail. It jumps all around and cuts, it's cut up pretty good, but then goes all the way to Desert Inn and Decatur and Rainbow. <laughs> so it's a yeah, pretty large a, district. It's kind of a little zigzag, right? <laughs> it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. It's kind of a jigsaw. So if people want to ha learn more about you or want to support you in any way, what, what's the best mechanism to reach out to you? You can definitely call me, email me. Uh, I do have a website. Like you said, it's it's a little generic. I think definitely go on my social media, but message me anyway, and I'd, I'd love to hear from you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time. Um, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for a lot of voters that are researching, wanting to learn more about candidates. Mm -hmm. I think this this was a great opportunity to learn more about you. I mean, I, I never knew that you were a teacher. I mean, I've known you for years. Well, I never knew that you are I had well, my sub license. <laughs> sub, okay, let's make that distinction, right? But yeah. at least you were in the classroom and, and you, you've yeah. got a better understanding of what teachers have to go through. It's it's a thankless job in a lot of ways. And it is um, your experience. So, I mean, it's it's when you're talking education, I mean, you're not just talking as a parent, you're actually talking about from a vantage point of being on the other side of the desk in the classroom, if you will. Yeah, so that's right. I think you bring a lot of great experience. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tina. One final word to our, for our watchers, you know, it's, let's, let's pretend you're knocking on a door and you've got a few seconds. What, what do you have to say to earn their support? I just tell them if you vote for me, I'm going to fight for you. I have a family and a business and I'm a member of this community and I, I feel your pain and I'm here to be your voice in Carson city. Tina, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone that's listening in. Again, you know where to find Tina Brown running for state Senate. We are super excited for her. Uh, so thank you to everyone for joining us. The Nevada Republican Club Limited Online Series Election 2022. Meet the candidates. Thank you so much.